Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. This is Michael Delaware. I am your host. And this December, I decided that three of the Fridays that the episodes are going to be airing on, I would feature a particular city within Southwest Michigan and tell you what was happening 100 years ago today. So this being December 22nd, this week I selected Benton Harbor and... We're going to be looking at the Benton Harbor News Palladium, which was the newspaper of Benton Harbor, 100 years ago. And this was published on December 22nd, 1923. So come along and join me. So first thing out of the starting gate on this date in history in Benton Harbor, the big headline was, of course, a national story about the freight rate cut of an insurance company and the beneficiaries were the employees who got a reduced rate on their insurance it appears like. Uh, Another story that came up that was very interesting by mistake gave poison an experiment. Columbus, Ohio there was a case where two doctors were doing an experiment and they in error, gave two women poison. And the story reads, Columbus, Ohio, December 22nd, concluding several months of investigation, two prominent Columbus physicians, Dr. Jonathan Foreman and Dr. E.J. Gordon, last night revealed that they had unknowingly administered poison to two women who died last September within a period of a week and to a physician who recovered after having been dangerously ill for several days. All three were undergoing treatment for digestive disorders. A majority of the medical profession of the city aided doctors Foreman and Gorman in this investigation, and when the cause of the deaths became known, they requested that their findings be made public. The victims were Miss Minnie C. Davies of Columbus and Mrs. Nellie Paul of Circleville. At first were supposed to have died of heart disease. Each was given an amount of a solution made of several drugs, which rays of a fluoroscope will not penetrate, thereby permitting the physician to observe its passage through the alimentary tract. Mrs. Davies was a patient of Dr. Foreman, and Mrs. Paul was treated by Dr. Gordon. Both died soon after the solution was administered. And that was the story. Another story that was on the headlines, a very short note. It says, Oh Santa, by the Associated Press, Moline, Illinois, December 22nd. Dressed as Santa Claus, a man held up the Cox Jewelry Store here last night. H.R. Cox proprietor says the robber obtained $800 in cash and diamonds valued at $30,000. Also in the news, Little Old New York came to the Liberty Theater. Uh, Manager Carly of the Liberty believes he had made a 10-strike with the clientele in presenting Marion Davies in Little Old New York at the Liberty for a three-day run next week. Little Old New York is a photo play which holds a special appeal for every American, no matter where he lives. One of the big incidents in this picture is the first trip of Robert Fulton's steamboat the Claremont up the Hudson River amid the hoots and howls of derision from thousands of people lined up along the river. The first steamboat itself is shown with historical accuracy, and its trip up the Hudson was detailed much as it actually happened. So this was a film that was being presented, and the star was Marion Davies. 
Also playing at the Liberty Theater that week was The Girl Who Came Back with Miriam Cooper and also Wesley Berry in The Printer's Devil with Harry Myers. The next page of the newspaper goes into a lot of the society events and happenings. There's a big article here called Children's Chimes Used in Congregational Party on Friday. An enchanted group of children and a packed house of grown-ups heard an old-time fiddler fiddle the Christmas spirit right into the hearts and consciousness last evening at the unique and wholly delightful annual Christmas frolic at the First Congregational Church. It was the best and prettiest entertainment of its kind ever presented at the church in Benton Harbor. The stage setting was typical of an old world cathedral, showing a snow scene, the exterior of the cathedral, the tall church steeple and tower, the open door revealing the altar and candles gleaming about it. The scene was entirely realistic and beautiful and was enhanced when the processional began and the story was read by Mrs. M. E. Burkett. The tale was fantastic and it was told how the cathedral had had chimes built within the tower and how they had been stilled for years and years and the bells refused to peel out their message order that the chimes might ring it was necessary for some gift of some significance to be placed upon the altar. The title of the story was Why the Chimes Rang and the people of the small town were determined this particular Christmas season to find out the reason why the chimes did not ring. So they gathered their Christmas offerings. The rich came and the poor came and the aged and the children. The 28 people in the cast then appeared, led by a vested quartet and Reverend P.H. Yord, the pastor, as the priest, followed by the carolers, the gift givers in costume. Advancing before the processional was the violinist, Evelyn Biltner, costumed as the old fiddler, Mrs. Helen Clark No played softly the organ. Gift upon gift was laid at the altar to chimes, failed to ring, and the people went into worship. Still, the bells were silent, and then suddenly, a tiny little fellow ran to the altar and deposited a silver piece. The chimes at once began to peal, and the worshipers ran out and sang Christmas praises, while Noel, Noel filled the air. The heart of the chimes had been touched the bells were satisfied. The appropriate and most usefulish gift had been given. The first congregational children's chimes were employed by advantage in this feature of the affair, bringing warm applause from the huge audience. 600 boxes of candy were distributed throughout the crowd, and that was the end of the Christmas play. So that was kind of a fun story. Here's another Christmas story, Samaritan's Party at Bell Mary Frolic. Nearly thousands of kiddies entertained with Christmas program. Several hundred children and about the same number of grown-ups, in all nearly 1,000, were brought Christmas cheer last evening at the Good Samaritan's annual Christmas party and community entertainment at the Bell Opera House. And although every available spot in the Opera House was filled, hundreds were unwillingly turned away. The special numbers on the program were in charge of James J. Donnelly, Minister of Music of the Good Samaritan Church and the Director of Young People's Activities. Under his leadership, the Young Ladies' Choir sang several loved Christmas carols, and a group of children from the Sunday School presented a pretty Christmas sketch with Santa Claus as a feature. The fancy dance clogs by Old Santa, known better as E.A. Cagle, delighted. Then came the gifts 
gaily colored bells for the Sunday school children, Christmas calendars for the grown-ups, and huge sticks of candy for everyone. Here's another story, Santa and 250 at St. John's School Party. A Christmas tree sparkling brilliantly hued electric lights, its branches decked with ropes of crisp popcorn and shining tinsel trimmings, and loaded with many colored Christmas boxes, was an object of delight and admiration for the 250 boys and girls who attended the jolly Christmas party yesterday afternoon at St. John's Catholic School Auditorium. The affair, which is an annual occurrence, was for the children of St. John's Church and School and for the general public as well. Those in charge were aptly awarded with their efforts by the smiling, happy faces of the little ones as they joyously received from the hand of good old Santa Claus a box of candy each. James Berry made an affable and ideal Santa. In the holiday excitement, Reverend Father D. McCulhey was not forgotten. On behalf of the school, the Sullivan twins, Mary and Charles, presented him with a cash gift. Lewis Patton made the presentation address. And there's yet another story on this page from the YMCA's party. It says, YMCA's party delights to Kitty Throng. Peace Temple scene of happy Christmas event Friday afternoon. Too happy for words and tired from jolly play. This might describe at the close of yesterday afternoon's 300 boys and girls who attended the big Christmas frolic at the first Methodist Peace Temple under the auspices of the YMCA of the Twin Cities. The Twin Cities they refer to often in the Benton Harbor newspaper, referring to St. Joseph and Benton Harbor being so close. And it goes on to say, Have Christmas tree, a big Christmas tree, banked with scores of toys and dazzling with colored electric lights, its branches gaily trimmed with ropes of red and garlands of glistening silver tinsel, which occupied one corner of Temple Hall, was an object of admiration and delight from the time the party opened at 3 o'clock until the last gift was dispensed at 5 o'clock. 300 pairs of eager eyes sparkling with excitement scarcely left it for an instant. The affair, an annual one, was the result of invitations sent broadcast by Mrs. Cora Mull. In the rear of the hall, two large circles were formed, one for the boys, one for the girls, and peppy games played. Miss Hazel Stetler, General Secretary of the YMCA, Miss Muriel Philpot, and Miss Daisy Gordon Rose directing. Merry peals of laughter and joyous voices lifted in song rang through the Peace Temple, carrying the holiday spirit and imparting Christmas cheer. Another wonderful party that I'm sure we all out there wish we had attended. But just listen to the numbers of the people attending these events. I mean, 300 kids, that's a typical school party. A thousand at this other one at a theater. I mean, these were the big holiday events of the season, which is kind of uh, cool to think about, you know, that they were doing these sorts of things for the kids. Now, I'm sure there's some of this sort of thing still going on today at different schools. And just because people like myself are adults and don't get invited to sort of these sort of things, we may not think that they're still happening. However, I think it's really cool to hear about these old events that happened long ago. Also on this page is a really cool Christmas ad, the Hoover. It beats as it sweeps as it cleans. The gift of a lifetime, and it lasts as long. As you try to decide what to give her for Christmas, picture in your mind what would give her the greatest and most lasting happiness. The hardest task she has is that of keeping the home clean, yet it's the task of which she is the most 
poorly and inadequately equipped. Her only tools, a carpet beater and broom, exhaust the last ounce of her strength every time she uses them, and as long as her days seem, she finds no time for rest. Picture her joy at Christmas morning when she sees the gift, the one thing she has always longed for, a hoover. Nothing you could give her would convey, like the hoover, the full expression of your thoughtfulness. And year in, year out, as she speeds her work with the easy gliding hoover, the memory of this Christmas will live in her mind. Special offer until Christmas, $3.25 down. The Ender's Company. How about that for a Christmas ad? The next page is the sports page, and apparently at this time of year there was a lot of basketball going on, and I'm just going to read you some of the headlines and not go into the game play-by-play. Euclair Fives beaten in two games. First team wins 29-11. Second string pulls over 12-2 victory. Local high school basketball team grabs a couple more scalps. Legion 5 of St. Joseph beat foe 26-16. Niles 5 gets wallop from alumni. Alumni almost on all-star team puts one over on youngsters. So it was covering sporting events all the way to Niles, Michigan, and Euclid, as well as uh, St. Joseph. Another headline here, St. Joe High drops game by lone point. Buchanan wins from Sister City 5 by score of 13 to 12. The next page is some classifieds, and it's kind of interesting to read some of these ads in present day. These are all run 100 years ago. Here's an interesting ad. Clairvoyant Madame Bartonia at the home on Pipestone Street. No cup or card reader, but a medium and a clairvoyant. Hours 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Fair treatment to all. How about that? And I notice a lot of the classified ads for things being sold, they don't list the price, which is so customary today. But I'll read you some of the items for sale here. Genuine Blue Point Pine Trees, call 2055W or come to 597 Highland Avenue. For sale, large doll beds and round pedestal table, 18 inch high, 20 inches in diameter, 985 Jennings Avenue. That was all you needed to put. Just put your home address and they'll show up. Another one. For sale. Violin outfit like new. Will sacrifice call at Hotel Benton. Days. Good winter apples. Baldwins. Spies. Winter bananas. Will deliver. Call evening. G.A. Adams. Telephone. 1456-W. Cabbage. The field carrot. 50 cents bushel. Toy go laundry. 1196th Street. Good Coal Only, Independent Coal Company, Kentucky, $9. Quick Fire Canteen, $8. Phone, 1839 W. Then there was a Lost and Found. Lost, Brown Pocketbook Between Depot and Fair Plain. Telephone, 932F1. Reward, another Lost and Found. Lost, Very Small Dog, Brown Pomeranian, answers to the name Duke. Suitable reward, return to Ray Combs, 302 Broadway. Lost, billfold with elk's head, brown leather in young store or south pipestone car. Finder, notify St. Joe 668W. Lost, black bill book at Mason Hall Wednesday night, Mrs. L.M. Lewis. Return to 778 Superior or Madison's Dry Cleaning. Reward. A lot of people losing their pocketbooks and putting it in the newspaper. Interesting. Another lost Boston bag containing woman's wearing apparel near Four Corners, 
Finder return this office reward 12282, something like that. Other items for sale, horses, cattle, pet stock. Cattle sale of Grade Guernsey, December 28th, three miles southeast of Sodus. Another ad, two cows, fresh about two weeks for sale. Also pigs weighing from 60 to 75 pounds. Then there's a small ad here for the Hotel Eastland. The home hotel, rooms at $5 and up per week. Hot and cold water, steam heat, pool and billiards, shower and tub baths. Interesting. Wow. And here's something that will probably make you really wonder and really take a look at inflation of today. Here are some houses for sale. Five-room house, partly modern for quick sale. $1,500 terms. How about that? Another five-room bungalow, all modern, South side, price from $2,700 to $4,000. Terms. Good homes, roomy houses, all modern on Superior Street, full-size lot, plenty of shade, only $3,200. New six-room house on Colfax Avenue, one of the best-looking homes on the street, modern to Cat's Maw, cast front, large lot, double garage, cement drive, etc., price $7,800. Good terms. These are just amazing prices for homes. I think anybody uh, in present day would like to go back in time and buy uh, half a dozen of these things. Sure makes you wonder about how inflation got to be the way it is, doesn't it? The next page appears to be the religious page because all the articles on it seem to be about local churches. I'll read you a couple of them. Vesper Musical Sunday is presented by four artists. Vesper services at the First Methodist Peace Temple Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock will be beautiful. Exemplification of the Christmas holiday season, a quartet of Benton Harbor's most gifted talent will give the program. And it goes into a lot of other details of who they were. But the print on this page is a little bit blurry, so I'm going to move on and read you one other article. Pageant Monday at Peace Temple is Big Spectacle. A cast of 150 people will present the Christmas pageant, the light of the world, at the First Methodist Peace Temple next Monday evening at 7.30 o'clock in the auditorium. The spectacle will be one of the biggest Christmas portrayals of the season. Another ad here, Christmas Play Christian Church Monday Night. A Christmas play will be presented at the first Christian Church Monday night celebrating Christmas Eve. Gifts will be distributed. The next page has a headline that says news from all over Berrien County. And some of the headlines here is Coloma has booster club for service. Organization elects Mr. T. Bull president uh, for Community Leaders. Another headline, County Clerk Hall praises juvenile aides in talk. Tells Berrien Springs Club, Cunningham and Bellum are valuable. Santa himself will be at Coloma Christmas Eve. Coloma, December 22nd, from the home of Santa Claus at the North Pole, the courier has received a letter from old Santa himself, so the paper can tell the children in Coloma and vicinity that he will arrive in Coloma Monday afternoon, December 24th, and will take part in the children's exercises that will be held around the municipal Christmas tree that have been erected 
at the north end of the village park. The exercises will take place about 5 p.m., and Santa wants to meet all the good children of the community there at that time. He wants to hear them sing their Christmas carols and do their stunts, after which he says he will distribute gifts to each one of them. The municipal tree was erected last week. It is a tree that stood 45 feet in height and has been beautifully decorated by electrician Earl Stevenson. In other years, the Benton Harbor Street St. Joseph Railway Company and Light Company donated the wiring and illumination for the Coloma Municipal Tree, but the new management has refused to be generous this year, so the local committee has purchased its own lights and will keep them for use year to year. A nice little dig on the other company there at Christmas time. Not sure Santa would fully approve. Okay, here's another article. Baroda is to have dozens of good fellows. Through the efforts of the Baroda Exchange Club and the merchants, there will be a community Christmas celebration on Monday, December 24th, between the hours of 4 and 5 p.m. at the Baroda Bandstand. Everybody is welcome. Watervalee, the Watervalee Chamber of Commerce, will attend the service of the Methodist Episcopal Church at 11 o'clock next Sunday morning when Reverend Gay will give the reading The Story of the Other Wise Man by Henry Van Dyke, a Christmas story most appropriate at the season and the one which all should hear. Seats will be reserved for the members of the Chamber of Commerce who will meet at the Star Hotel and go to the church in a body. And it is urged that all who possibly can do so and be in attendance and all the others are invited. Okay, so that was some of the news from all over Marion County. The next page, it deals with automobiles. Have a heart, Mr. Automan of all poles. Poor telephone company is loser in these days of heavy traffic. And apparently it's an article about cars driving into telephone poles. But that article came out of Lansing. There's a great ad on this page from Chevrolet, J.B. Toland. They were advertising the sale of Superior Roadsters for $490. You could get a Superior Touring Vehicle for $495. Superior Coupe for $640. A superior sedan for $795, a super commercial chassis for $393, and a super delivery truck for $495, and a utility express classic for $550. And of course, what we would call today is a classic car from the 1920s sitting on this ad picture. So prices out of Flint, Michigan for the superior models of Chevrolet. Today you can see some of these cars still at classic car shows. Some of the other ads on the newspaper here, 20% discount at all toys and games and novelties for kids. The Cleanup, C.L. Young and Company. And it has a big picture of Santa Claus with a big pile of toys. Another headline under St. Joseph News, burglars loot house while occupants sleep Get jewels while Mr. and Mrs. Eugene J. O'Toole slumbered in the early hours this morning. A silent and daring burglar ransacked their bedroom, went through O'Toole's clothing, and escaped from the residence of Frank Hillebrand, prominent St. Joseph merchant and father of Mrs. O'Toole, carrying with him two watches, praised at over $195, an expensive beaded bag of $7 in cash, and large diamond pin. His pants were gone. 
The loss was discovered until the morning when O'Toole rose to look around for his trousers. O'Toole found them in the hall outside the chamber with all of the pockets turned out on the wrong side. A hasty investigation soon revealed that the burglar or burglars had systematically looted the sleeping rooms while the occupants slept. So he woke up and his pants were gone. What a story. And that guy must have been a really sound sleeper, which tells you why you really should have a dog in your house, because the dogs will wake up anybody in the household if somebody tried to do that. Another automobile page, and there's an article on here that'll just kind of make you laugh. It says, four-wheel brakes to be rage in 1924. Manufacturers of dozens make ready to announce their adoption. Manufacturers of 13 motor cars have... To date, adopted Lockheed hydraulic four-wheel brakes as equipment for their cars. And then it goes into great detail about how all four wheels will have brakes on them rather than just two. Another thing that we take so common today. The next page has an interesting article, and it says, Why do movie directors show farmers as boobs? Yes, the term boobs there was used as a idiot or something like that. It says December 22nd, some time ago, I predicted that the farmer would rise in his wrath and swat the movie producer for persisting in the caricature's representation of the rural dweller as a straw-chewing, chin-whiskered, exporating hick, a caricature borrowed from the stage and preserved by those city slickers who have kept the motion picture in its well-known infancy. The farmer has risen and has swatted because it is inevitable now that the farmers have constant customers at the film palace. So that was just a, a small anecdote about the film industry by a man named Jack Jungmeyer from Hollywood. So they started backing off on their depiction of farmers as quote-unquote boobs. And this is 1923 because farmers were starting to go to the motion pictures. Here's another story out of Buchanan that ran in this paper. Robbery of creamery is an amateur act, is the headline. Officers running down clues think Buchanan thefts work of baby bandits. Buchanan, December 22nd. What is to be believed to have been the work of amateurs, probably boys, was the robbery of the office of the St. Joe Valley Creamery here late Thursday night. Mr. Wilson, manager of the creamery, left the office at 10 o'clock that evening, and everything was all right at that time. When he opened the office Friday morning, he noticed that a window had been broken out on the north side of the building, a brick having been used to break the glass. The money drawer has been broken open, and $22 in cash was missing. That was the complete story. Here's a few more ads on this page. Make this Christmas more pleasant with the exquisite music of the new Edison phonographs. Full line of phonographs and records to pick from. William E. Sheffield and Company, 132 Pipestone Street. Christmas money. There's nothing like being sure you will be sure to have money for Christmas if you enroll in our Christmas club and save a little each week. Enroll at once. It's no trouble to join. The first deposit makes you a member. Join the crowd that's joining. Join yourself. Let your family join. American National Bank. 
Here's another interesting ad, Humphrey Radiant Fire. If you've ever been in these old homes where they have these radiator-like fireplaces, this is an ad for one of those. It says, give them comfort, the most satisfying gift of all. The ideal gift for the family is one that will give everyone the greatest joy, not only for this Christmas season, but for many years to come. Radiant Fire means complete comfort, convenience, a real savings in money in spring and fall, a cheery fireplace you will use throughout the winter. This marvelous gas fire gives you healthful radiant heat, prevents colds from stuffy rooms, makes the fireplace beautiful, whether in use or unlighted. There's a model to suit every need in every pocketbook. Gas company. And that was what was in the ad. Another one is the a useful remembrance chinaware. Supremely useful as a gift is chinaware. Complete lines of dinnerware in open stock and full sets. Glassware, novelties and gifts, holiday specials in tea sets, china and other gifts, Rice Brothers, 320 State Street, St. Joseph, Michigan. Here's another Christmas ad. Christmas Suggestions, the most complete line of holiday gifts ever shown in Berrien County at the most reasonable prices. Victrolas, there is nothing that makes a nicer Christmas gift or more handsome piece of furniture for the home. We have a complete line of beautiful machines at $25 to $350. We sell Victrolas on the Easy Pay Tent Plan. Give a Victrola owner some nice records for Christmas. Next to Victrola, a Kodak is the most popular gift. Let us show you our large assortment and prices. Range from $2 to $65. Also in the same ad, Christmas postcards, Christmas booklets and letters, holly boxes, and holly papers. And this is all at Red Cross Drug Company, Traction Block, West Main Street, Benton Harbor, Michigan. Here's a great ad for candies and other delectable sweets. Churches, lodges, clubs, and societies, we are prepared to furnish our own make of pure candies in large or small quantities for Christmas giving. Let us quote your prices. Delicious assorted chocolates by the box, one pound or more. Palace of Sweets, Main and Pipestone Streets, Benton Harbor. Remember her with candy one pound or more at Christmas time. The next page has a very big ad on it that says, Tomorrow night, Benton Harbor music lovers will hear The Messiah at the Bell Opera House, presented by the Good Samaritan Choir, which will be affiliated for this presentation. The choirs of the First Baptist Church of Benton Harbor and the Congregational and Methodist Churches of Waterville. Chorus of 100 Voices, for Chicago soloists, doors will be opened at 7.30 p.m. Reserved seats will be on sale at the box office. Price, 50 cents. And then there's a big ad next to it for a Christmas delicacy. Leave your worries about a Christmas dessert to us. Our new specialty, the Holly Brick. An innovation in ice cream and makes a most delectable dish. Put up in the characteristic hillway, pure and healthful, under the most sanitary conditions, it makes a dish that will bring delight to the children as well as the grown-ups. Put in your order for Christmas delivery, Hills Creamery, phone, H-A-R, 
520. And finally, we'll wrap up this episode by reading an ad from Potts Brothers Electric. They offer ABC washers, Horton washers, Savage washers, radio, the latest models, coast-to-coast receiving, fixtures, newest fitments in the beautiful finish, appliances, universal hot point toasters, percolators, irons, etc., washers of the best make, 12 models in all, Twin Cities, Twin Contractors, 477, Pipestone Street, Benton Harbor, Potts Brothers Electric, phone 1700W. So that's going to conclude this journey through the newspaper on December 22nd in Benton Harbor, Michigan, 1923. I hope you enjoyed this little tour through history. There's a lot of interesting little tidbits and a lot of messages from yesteryear in this newspaper and it's always fun to look back at what was going on during that time to get a bit of a context of what life was like long long ago right here in southwest michigan so if you enjoyed today's episode please be sure to leave a review or rating on whatever app that you are listening on and if you'd like to reach out to me you can always find me at michaeldelaware.com i'm always happy to hear from my listeners and i just have to say it has been a wonderful year on this podcast bringing stories to you and i don't know if you know it or not but i've done almost a little over 150 episodes this year bringing you stories of southwest michigan history and it's been quite a journey and a challenge to get here so if you're new to the podcast and just joining it or you've been following along all year i greatly appreciate you taking time to listen and i always am welcome to new suggestions about stories and episodes from Southwest Michigan because I do not claim to know every story and that's part of the journey and the excitement of finding these stories. So I'm always happy to hear from my listeners out there. That being said, I hope that you all have a wonderful holiday season and a very Merry Christmas. And until next time, when we take another journey into yesterday and we explore even more fascinating tales of Southwest Michigan's past. Thank you for listening.